This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. Giants at Jaguars. We're going to get into it right now. Giants are 5-1, and one, coming off three straight wins. Your Jaguars, they're 2-4 and four in the midst of a three-game losing streak. We're going to break it all down. We're going to do it right now. But first, follow me on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Please like and subscribe on YouTube, and if you want to support the channel further, you can go pick up a new hat or shirt at genjag.com right now. Become a channel member. Links in the description below. So, this is a game that it doesn't feature as many key storylines as some of the Jaguars' early season contests have. There's no big coaching rivalries or anything like that going on. But you do have Evan Ingram, Jaguars' starting tight end, their leading receiver at the position a guy who has been increasingly relied upon for the Jaguars' offense. Evan Ingram's taken on his former team, right? The New York Giants, they drafted him in the first round, uh, did not pick up his fifth-year option, did not attempt to re-sign him, and so he became an unrestricted free agent this past offseason. The Jaguars pounced, um, gave him a one-year $9 million contract, a prove-it deal uh, to bring him into Jacksonville and see if he can be the next great Doug Peterson tight end, right? Had a lot of really productive tight ends in Doug Peterson offenses through the years. Evan Ingram's trying to be the next one. And so far, he's had some pretty good results. He's been solid, consistent, hasn't done anything um, overly amazing, right? You haven't seen a ton of deep plays or touchdowns or anything like that. But he has had a solid year for the Jaguars. He has come into a new organization and proven himself to be one of the hardest working players in this organization. Uh, He's always adding in extra work and extra work, extra reps. Um, So he's been a, a I wouldn't say a surprise, but he's been a pleasant addition for the Jaguars, both from a production standpoint and a work ethic standpoint. Just a good guy to have in your locker room right now. Another little interesting tidbit. The Giants are the last NFC team the Jaguars have beaten. You have to go all the way back to 2018, week one, first game of Saquon Barkley's career. Barkley had himself a nice game in that one. But the Jaguars were able to take down Eli Manning, um, Odell Beckham, Saquon Barkley, and the rest of those New York Giants back 
in 2018. Again, the last time the Jaguars have beaten an NFC opponent. They've lost to the to the Eagles and, and the Commanders already this year. Two NFC East teams. Can they get off the schneid against the NFC East this week? We're going to find out. When you look at the Giants and their coaching, Brian Dayball is the head coach. I think they're a very well-coached football team. I think that Brian Dayball has brought over a lot of the culture that was established in Buffalo uh, when he was their offensive coordinator and, of course, um, Josh Allen's quarterback coach and uh, and a guy that that really was instrumental in Josh Allen's development. And uh, I think that they just have a really good culture. Kind of Sean McDermott laid the foundation there in Buffalo. I think Brian Dayball has continued that, brought his own flair to it. He's a really good offensive play caller, um, and he's not even calling all the plays right now. He is given over some of those duties to Mike Kafka, their offensive coordinator, um, who came over from Kansas City. But yeah, they're well coached. They're confident. They're hot right now. They're five and one. They're winning football games. They have a pretty unique offense combined with an aggressive attacking defense. They've been a fourth quarter team. They're winning close games, uh, doing the exact thing that the Jaguars are not right now, winning those close games. Not a whole lot of difference between these two teams when you look at point differential and things like that. The Jaguars, despite being two and four, they're plus 24 on the year. The uh, Giants are plus 14 at 5-1. and one. So really interesting, tight ball game in my opinion. Uh, when you're breaking this down, uh, you've got the Jaguars as three-point home favorites despite, again, having a significantly worse record. And you've got the Jaguars, when you look at all the analytics and statistics, they look like the better team. The Jaguars are 10th in team DVOA right now or actually even higher, I believe. But they're 10th on offense, 11th on, on defense, or vice versa. You look at the Giants, they have, uh, by by DVOA, one of the worst defenses in the NFL, a pretty mediocre offense, uh, but they're winning games. They're keeping it close, they're keeping it ugly, they're making it funky, making it weird, and uh, making it difficult for their opponent to win games. A lot of credit to Brian Dayball, a lot of credit to their players for buying in, for playing confident football, um, and, and of course, credit needs to go to Don Wink Martindale, their defensive coordinator, who's got that defense doing some good things and some not so good things. But again, five and one, you cannot argue with that record. Injuries could have an impact on this game. Certainly uh, Shaquille Griffin, who's coming off probably the worst game of his career. He did not participate in practice on Wednesday for the Jaguars with a back injury. We'll see if he's able to go this week. I believe that they're probably leaning towards him being able to get back out there, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Jamal Agnew, he has a knee injury that he suffered. Uh, He did not participate in practice. I don't expect him to be able to go this week, but we'll have to monitor it. And then the biggest one here I think that we're looking at is Foley Fatukasi who's the Jaguars' best interior run defender. He has a quad injury that he sustained uh, in the second quarter of the Jaguars. The Jaguars lost to the Eagles. Um, He was limited on Wednesday. It looks like he's moving around a lot better, feeling a lot better. The Jaguars really want to have him in this contest. He's, again, probably their best interior run stuffer, run defender, and the Giants, their their offensive attack is based around Saquon Barkley in that running game. But you've also got Devon Hamilton limited with a foot. 
Uh, Marvin Jones limited with a hamstring injury and Foye Lucan limited with a calf. At this point, I think the main things you're looking at are Foley and, and Shaq. But obviously, if you're missing any of those players, they're all starters. They're all critical players. Uh, so we'll see how, how, how it plays out for the Jaguars throughout the rest of this week. Looking at the Giants, um, Kenny Galladay and Kadarius, Kadarius Tony were expected to be two of their biggest receivers. Uh, so was Sterling Shepard. Kenny Galladay hasn't been playing with a knee injury. Kadarius Tony hasn't been playing with a hamstring. Neither of those receivers participated in practice on Wednesday. You've got Sterling Shepard who hit the IR, unfortunately for him. Young guy cannot stay healthy, a talented receiver. And so the Giants don't have any of their top three receivers that they're planning on relying on heavily this year. So that's certainly had, uh, they've had to adjust to not having those players. Cordell Flott has a calf. He didn't participate in practice. Jason Pinnock ankle did not participate in practice. O'Shane Zimenez, who is a pass rusher for a rotational pass rusher for the Giants. He has a quad injury as well, did not participate in practice. He has been, out of all these players that did not participate in practice for the Giants, their most productive and effective um, player on that DNP list so far. You've got Saquon limited with a shoulder, fully expect him to play, right? Andrew Thomas limited with an elbow, fully expect him to play. John Feliciano, uh, groin limited, expect him to play. Aziz Ojolari, he's missed some time with a calf injury. He could be making his return. You know, a, a really talented young pass rusher out of Georgia. Had a good rookie year uh, in 2021. They really want to get him back out there. So I think you could see him play this week. That's the injury updates for y'all. Of course, you want to keep track of that. Keep an eye on that throughout the rest of the week. And Friday, you'll get your game status reports from both teams. All right, so looking at the Giants and the offensive side of the ball for them, what are they doing? How are they winning football games? Well, they are running the ball with Saquon Barkley. They're trying to get it in his hands as many ways as possible, whether they're handing it off to him, running Wildcat, uh, using him in the screen game out of the backfield, which is an extension of the run game, of course. And Saquon's getting the job done as well as he ever has. He's averaging over five yards per carry. Incredibly difficult to tackle. Uh, great vision. He's able to find holes that are, are not available to most runners because of his vision, because of, of his quickness and um, his acceleration. He's a complete running back, and there's a reason he was a high draft pick. There's a reason he's looked at as probably the best running back prospect to enter the NFL since Adrian Peterson. Uh, this guy is unbelievable, and the Jaguars pride themselves on stopping the run. They have the third best run defense in football statistically right now. I think they um, have been mostly very good against the run. They've struggled a little bit, um, in certain situations, in late game situations, unfortunately, they've struggled a little bit. And the one team that really took advantage of them on the ground was the Eagles. Certainly weather conditions and game conditions and, and game script had a part to play in the Jaguars struggling against the run versus the Eagles. But so did the force multiplier that is Jalen Hurts' ability to run the football. When you've got those zone reads, when you've got those read options, um, it, it really tests the defense and and their discipline. And, and the Jaguars' defense did not remain disciplined against Jalen Hurts. And 
Miles Sanders? Can they remain disciplined against Daniel Jones and and Saquon Barkley? Because I do believe the Giants are going to see what the Eagles did and try to emulate some of that and try to stress those linebackers and those players at the second level, um, making them declare and and taking advantage of them. We'll see how that works out. But uh, the Jaguars have a huge test against the run with Saquon, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, he's not Jalen Hurts. He's not Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's not Josh Allen when it comes to running the football. But he is an effective runner and a better athlete than most people give him credit for. Um, the, the Giants, they've been a really strange offense. Um, again, they've lost most of their top receivers uh, so far this year. They have not had them. So what have they been doing? They've been coming out in some really funky formations. They've been running sets that you just don't see from most teams, and they're trying to instill and install some of those weird, unique things every week to try to take advantage of the defense that is not prepared for that. That's unscouted reps, right? Uh, Press Taylor, Mike Caldwell, these guys talk about it all the time. The Jaguars' defense is going to have to be prepared for some weird looks, and they're just going to have to trust their keys to make sure – that uh, they're getting the job done, and that'll be an interesting chess battle with the Giants. Certainly, they're going to run some weird stuff. You'll see two tight ends, no running backs. You'll see two running backs, no tight ends. Like, you'll see formations that you're not seeing anywhere else around the league just because they are trying to implement this stuff because they know they don't have all their receivers. They know they're not at full strength. They know they don't have the most talented offense and pass uh, passer in the game with Daniel Jones. They have an incredible running game, and they have these weird formations that are tricking tricking defenses, and they're being able to take advantage of it. I think if you want to look more at that, um, Benjamin Solak of the Ringer did a great job outlining some of these funky things that the Giants are doing offensively. Um, looking at some some of the more basic stuff they're doing, they're not taking any deep shots. Daniel Jones does not have any completions more than 20 yards down the field. Uh, but they have been fairly efficient underneath and with the intermediate stuff. Again, passing the ball to Saquon Barkley, who is their leading receiver in terms of catches, has 21 catches on the year. Uh, Wandale Robinson is back. He was one of their uh, second-round picks, a speedy, quick playmaker out of Kentucky. They've got Daniel Bellinger at tight end catching passes. They've got Richie James, who's their primary return man, catching passes as well. It's not a frightening group when you're looking at the Giants' uh, offensive skill players outside of Saquon Barkley, who might be the most scary offensive skill player in the league right now. So it's going to be an interesting test. They're going to have to remain disciplined uh, when the Giants get into these zone read looks, which I think that they're going to try to run against Jacksonville. Um, They're going to have to remain gap and, and and assignment sound anytime Saquon Barkley has the football. You're going to have to swarm to Saquon Barkley. You're going to have to have multiple defenders trying to take him down because he's usually going to break arm tackles. He's usually going to break break away from anything unless you've got multiple defenders corralling him. Really tough assignment for the Jaguars' run defense, but it, when you look at what they've done most of this year, they've shut down a lot of running backs. They shut down Jonathan Taylor. Shut down Antonio Gibson. They shut down. Um, they shut down Austin Eckler in Los Angeles. Like they've done well against the run outside of outside of uh, Philadelphia, obviously. So 
It's going to be interesting. Where's the Jaguars' defense struggled? Like I said, they they struggled last week against the Colts' passing game with tempo. So I think that you might see the Giants run some tempo here, try to get the Jaguars' defense off balanced. Um, you know, go no huddle, move the ball quickly, snap the ball quickly. Um, underneath stuff, the crossers, the Jaguars really struggled with. They hadn't really struggled with that all that much prior to. Uh, week six against the Colts, so we'll see if they're able to just get back to playing fundamentally sound against those crossing routes and underneath stuff. Um, but yeah, I'd be most concerned about the zone read looks and just making sure you're corralling Saquon Barkley, not letting him beat you um, with with big 50, 60-yard runs. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Looking at the other side of the ball. This is a Don Wink Martindale defense. Was with Baltimore forever. He loves to run man coverage. He loves to blitz. They're blitzing about 40% of the time against the pass. Um, They're blitzing more than anyone else in football against the pass. They are running more man coverage than most teams right now. That is their primary coverage, but they're also mixing in cover three. They're also mixing in quarters, a little bit of cover two. They're trying to make you confused. They're trying to bring pressure. They're trying to give you funky defensive fronts that confuse you. Uh, They do a lot of the things that the Jaguars defense tries to do as well, honestly, Um, from a coverage standpoint, from a pass game standpoint. Looking at some of their players up front, Dexter Lawrence is playing unbelievable football right now. He might be playing at the highest level of any interior defender in the NFL right now, both against the run and as a pass rusher, really just playing, playing his best football. Leonard Williams is back here. Um, He had been battling through some injuries, but Leonard Williams is back for them, and he didn't play at the highest level last week. This is a defense that gave up over 200 yards on the grounds to the Ravens. They've been one of the worst run defenses in football. But you look at Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, they have a shot to play effective football up front. I think this is also exciting when you talk about Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal, two players that the Jaguars passed up on to bring in Trayvon Walker. The Giants, they saw Kayvon and Evan fall into their laps, and and they took those took those players at five and seven overall. I believe those were their picks. Um, but Kayvon Thibodeau, he got the game-winning forced fumble last week against Lamar Jackson. You've got Evan Neal on the right side at right tackle. Not playing great so far, but I do think he had one of his better games last last week against the Ravens. Only allowed two pressures, didn't allow a sack, did well as a run blocker. So you look at those two players, uh, you look at Trayvon Walker. I should have probably mentioned this earlier when we were talking about the storylines, but those are three of the top picks this year from the 2022 NFL Draft. Three top 10 picks in this game. I think just watching them and seeing how they play and seeing Trayvon Walker versus Evan Neal, which you will see. Trayvon Walker primarily aligns defensive left side. Evan Neal, 
right tackle. You're going to see them go head-to-head, and I can't wait to see that. Uh, You saw it twice in 2021 when Georgia took on Alabama in the SEC championship and in the national championship. I think Evan Neal uh, won those matchups against Trayvon Walker, but Trayvon certainly had some big-time reps of his own. How does it look now that they're in the NFL? We're going to find out this weekend. I'm excited to see that. Uh, But getting back to the Giants' defense – Kayvon Thibodeau has been playing good football. He is going to test these Jaguars offensive tackles who have been playing pretty well uh, for the Jaguars in pass protection. Again, they might be getting Azizo Jalari back as well, so that would give them a really talented uh, couple of edge rushers to, to challenge the Jaguars' pass protection. So, yeah, they have been susceptible over the middle of the field in the passing game. Um, I think that it's... When you have a team that likes to blitz as much as 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 the Giants do with with Wink Martindale, and you have um, such a talented defensive front like they do, it's going to have to be a lot of quick game stuff again. He's playing these defenses that Trevor Lawrence is that you're going to have to run a lot of quick game. Um, you're going to have to get the ball out quickly, otherwise you're going to be taking hits and and all that. But the reverse side of that coin is if they're bringing the blitz, and it's man coverage, you're going to have some chances to take some deep shots here, right? Um, Zay Jones has been destroying man coverage all year, so he could be uh, one of the featured featured receivers for the Jaguars this week. I think Evan Ingram has a chance to be a featured receiver because, again, the Giants' secondary is playing fairly well when you look at the corners. They're getting the job done on the outside, but underneath, when you get matchups with linebackers, when you get matchups with safeties, that's where I think you have a, an opportunity. And nothing against Xavier McKinney or Julian Love. They're good players. But I think when you're getting matched up with linebackers and safeties, you have a better opportunity to um, to make plays, especially against this Giants defense. And I think Evan Ingram will have an opportunity to have a pretty big game against his former team here. Uh, the, the Giants linebackers have not been able to cover um, – so far in 2022, and that's been one of their weaknesses in the passing game. But their biggest weakness on defense has clearly been the running game. Really struggling to stop the run. Again, gave up over 200 yards last week to the Ravens. They're giving up almost 150 yards a game on the ground. They're giving up over five yards per carry. Looks like the worst run defense in football. The Jaguars, you've got Travis Etienne. You've got James Robinson. You've got Trevor Lawrence who can get the job done with his legs. I think they've got to focus on running the football early in this game and uh, try to dictate, get up early, and then play your game the way the way the Jaguars have shown that they can but haven't consistently done. Right? They did it really well uh, playing with the lead in Week 2 and Week 3. Last couple weeks hasn't been quite the same story, unfortunately, for the Jaguars, but I think they should absolutely be able to take advantage of the Giants' run defense and you know get Travis Etienne in space, get James Robinson just picking up those chunks, four, five, six yards, um, and I think you'll have an opportunity to then start hitting maybe Zay Jones, maybe Evan Ingram, and man coverage when they're running when they're running um, their zone looks. I think you have more of an opportunity to probably feature Christian Kirk. Uh, but we'll see how it plays out. I think it's going to be a fascinating matchup. Again, Giants are 5-1, and one, Jaguars are 2-4, and four, but the Jaguars are favored in this contest. It's going to be a wild one. I think that you're going to see some really 
unique stuff from the Giants offense that you haven't seen this year at all. I think you're going to see the Jaguars be able to run the football. But the biggest question for me is, can the Jaguars slow down Saquon Barkley? Because if they can, the Giants offense is going to be in trouble. They do not have a full complement of receivers. Daniel Jones, while efficient, has not been able to be anything more than a game manager for them so far this year, in my opinion. Um, So, yeah, stop Saquon Barkley and you're going to have a good chance to win this game. Much easier said than done. Uh, He's finished with at least 80 rushing yards in every game so far this year, and he scored touchdowns in four out of six contests. He is the heart and soul of this football team. Bottom line, if the Jaguars can take that away, they're going to have a chance to win this game. But you got to worry about, of course, can Shaquille Griffin get back right? I think based on what we've seen throughout his career, he should be able to get back and play decent football this week. And can you stop the underneath stuff? Because even if you do stop Saquon, if, if the Giants just come out and they do the same exact thing the Colts did with all the underneath passing and testing Shaquille Griffin, they could have the same results if the Jaguars are not more prepared for that. And uh, I'm expecting to see tempo. I'm expecting to see some zone reads. I'm expecting to see things that have given the Jaguars defense trouble. We'll see how the Giants uh, attack this Jaguars defense and how the Jaguars defense responds. But I think... There's a reason the Jaguars are favored in this game. It's because on both sides of the ball, they look like a more complete team than the Giants. Better quarterback. um, Better group of offensive skill players. uh, Certainly a more talented defense. We're going to see how it plays out, though, here on Sunday. Jaguars three-point home favorites against the Giants. TIAA Bank Field Sunday at 1 p.m., Evan Ingram versus his former team. You've got three top 10 picks in this game just from 2022 alone. When you talk about Trayvon Walker, number one overall, Evan Neal, Kayvon Thibodeau, can't wait for it. We're going to get into some key matchups and some keys to victory and some bold predictions later in the week as we find out more information about what's going on with the injury reports and all that fun stuff. But that's going to do it for this Jaguars versus Giants game preview. Again, 1 p.m. TIAA Bankfield in Jacksonville this Sunday. 2-4 and four Jaguars, 5-1 and one Giants. We'll see how it plays out. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. And if you want to support the channel further, you can go pick up some new gear at genjag.com. You can also become a channel member. Links in the description below. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.